0: In this episode of Novel Predictions, Allison tries to convince Kales to pick a fantasy book for her next one. I got Aragon right. I'm still down on that one. Whatever. But right now, you're like, if we're counting score, you're at like two. You're you're killing it. I need to give you a harder book. Predictions. I'm Kales and I reread The Hate You Give uh, this past month,
1: and I'm Allison and I read it for the first time.
0: Yay! It's very exciting. Uh, So we are Novel Predictions, which is where two friends uh, are reading books and rereading books and trying to predict the endings of the books that they haven't read, and we force each other to read different books. And this month, I was forcing Allison to read The Hate You Give, which is a big challenge because she hates contemporary.
1: I don't hate contemporary, but I don't read it. I don't pick it and then I also don't like sad books so this is also
0: very true I I've been kind of I torture her a little bit because she's been reading I made her read The Fault in Our Stars (laughs) which was our second round of episodes and then now I've made her read The Hate You Give and I I wonder why we're still friends at this
1: moment I will say that this book was much less emotionally draining than The Fault in Our Stars but much more like angering yeah, I think it.
0: I think it has a. And we talked about this in the first episode where we made our predictions, um, which if you haven't listened to, you should go back and listen to because it'll make this episode a lot more entertaining. Because then you know what Allison thought the ending was going to be. Which actually, I'm not gonna lie, you were baller girl. I did pretty good. You did really fucking well. Like it was awesome. Wait, seriously, I'm because we were we we usually record in the same room, but that time we had to record remotely. And it actually worked out really well because the whole time I was like jumping up and down and so excited. I was like, Yes, Allison, get it, girl, get it. Like, <laughs> yes. And that's awesome. You were off on just like a little bit of the timing. Yeah, of things. exactly. Again, I think it was just like you had all the parts. It just wasn't necessarily in the right order. order. Um but you still did a great job with it. I was so
1: proud of myself. I was reading and I was like, oh, this, I could tell the timing wasn't going to be right. And I was like, oh, I think maybe this element isn't going to happen. And then it did happen at the end.
0: Yeah. The one, the one thing that you were off about was like her starting this movement. And I yeah. was like, no, that was like the climax. So, which is okay. Um, but yeah. So if you like our hilarity and if you, uh, think that this is an amusing concept like we do, um, cause it's funny to, You know, try and predict books. We all think that we're such experts at it, but it's not necessarily true. Um, Then please go ahead on iTunes, Apple Podcast, rate us five stars and give us a review. That'd be great. Um,
1: And follow our social.
0: Yeah, follow all of our social media. Allison does a great job at posting. I post every so often, um, but she's really the mastermind behind that. And uh, thank you because I edit and she... Promotes. That's how that works, and it's a good partnership and a good friendship. So, even though we torture each other with these books, and I'm so scared because we're gonna find out today what we read, next. what we're reading next. And I just don't. I don't. Oh God, I feel like that. I don't know. The torture's mutual. That's what all that. That's all I'm about to say on that front. The torture's mutual.
1: I don't think that this is a book you're gonna dislike, but I do think it's gonna test your uh so-called prowess as a predictor fuck me why are you doing you're just wanting to destroy my reputation that's what's happening that's here. the entire reason i propose this concept yeah i because know because just... you have always been like i'm so good at predicting books i can always see all the things and it's bullshit <laughs> we've never had a win. <laughs> I've never There's had a way bullshit. to test you and this is the entire point i got aragon right i'm still down on that one whatever
0: but right now you're like if, if we're counting score you're yeah, at like I'm two killing you're it. you're killing it i need to give you a harder book um maybe that's it maybe i'm just better at predicting contemporary books
1: um maybe they're easier to predict maybe i don't but know it seems like high fantasy would be easier to predict
0: i know i don't know that's something maybe we should explore later but today we are going to be going over Allison's predictions for The Hate You Give and kind of starting off with
1: your review. What did you think of this book? I really liked it. I actually gave it five stars. You did? I didn't I did. see your rating on Goodreads. I think it hasn't posted yet because my Kindle is in airplane mode. Oh my
0: god, I gotta give you a high
1: five. Yeah, I gave it five stars um, mostly because, well, there's a lot of reasons. Um, I, I, it's one of those books that made me keep thinking about it for, like, a long time after I finish it, which is always something that makes me up my review. And the – I think it's contemporary, so that's hard for me, but I do think that the writing style was just so genuine, and um, it, it made me want to know these people. And so that kind of pulled me in. I think in a comparison to Fault in Our Stars – which is like John Green and his pretentious writing style, which bugs me. And I've talked about it at length. You have. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're
0: entitled to all of your opinions here. And there's no judgment. It's just, a, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So his his writing style makes everything that happens ever seem like such a much bigger deal for the people. And Angie's writing style, it takes these moments that are not important in a grand scheme of anything like um the main character star and her friend's obsession with high school musical when they're in middle school, that kind of thing. Uh and it makes it she incorporates those things in a way that doesn't give them power, but makes them feel like, oh yeah, that was me. You know, like it, it, it connects to. It's so you to much people. more relatable. Yeah. It's so relatable. Um so that that really pulled me in. I also really loved the conflict that star had internally about everything and how she really explored all the facets of this issue in this internal struggle. Cause I feel like there's a lot of points in the book where she's like, Oh, I have been acting that way and thinking that way. And that's fucked up. Like, and I, I acknowledge that that's fucked up and and dealing with that.
0: She becomes very, um, self-aware, I think throughout the course of the novel and the fact that she starts out feeling so divided within herself and the fact that by the end she feels so much more whole is a huge testament to that journey and then Angie takes it on so naturally I feel like that with all the bumps and all the bruises and the joys and the torment and it I love the way the book is structured
1: yeah and I just really also like that the characters are able to find moments of joy and moments of like true kind of companionship with one another in such a hard period of their life, I think that that's really genuine because you can't be angry and you can't be sad all the time. It's just not possible. So those points when she's like ecstatically happy and then she examines that and says, oh, I shouldn't be that way, but I am, you know, I thought that was really cool. So yeah, this book was really well-written, super genuine. Um, The topic was obviously pointed and important, um, and I was really kind of glad to get that perspective um especially because star has so much investment in either side of it and the fact that you know her her uncle's a police officer but her dad is a former gangbanger and like all these things her boyfriend's white her boyfriend's white her and like that khalil was dealing drugs but wasn't gangbanging and then also the dichotomy of him and that and how she feels about well, he's, it's okay because he wasn't gangbanging and then Devante yes, was gangbanging and how she still is like, well, she like has that struggle of like, I can't put one above the other because of this one action. Yeah, I, it was super powerful and amazing.
0: And I think it, it just brings out the humanness of the entire situation and of all those characters and the parts they play. And she made each character a whole person. Yeah. And I love that. I loved that. Everybody in it, even from that bitch Haley to, you know, Devante and her mother. And I think about, you know, Mr. Rubin and his sandwiches. And I feel like that I could see everyone. And even if we just got one section, like that powerful monologue that this gentleman has showing off his scars about like, these are kids that these are the kids that hit that uh, attacked me when I was drinking from their water fountain and I lost this leg from the war. And it's like these gangs can't hurt me even just that much made him more that complete for me and like I could see him as an yeah. entire individual and it, it nobody was there by chance she everybody had a purpose in that even book.
1: like 40 ounce even the, yeah the guy who's just a drunk who asks everyone for money to buy 40 ounce like even he was a dynamic character
0: right and I she just it felt like she spent so much time and care with each of them and it was centered with star and I just loved it I loved how dynamic all of them ended up being
1: yeah it was amazing I was I was I've always wanted to read that book I've never been like I'm never gonna read that one um I'm glad that this forced me to because I probably would have put it off for more years because I don't want to read sad books um but this book like I said it was less sad for me and more um angry I mean I was angry like empowering almost is the
0: word that I keep thinking of is like it makes you want to go do something
1: yeah it was like activating yes because I and I knew and I predicted that the cop was not going to get charged indicted anything um and but when that happened I literally had to put the book down and I was sitting on an airplane or sitting in the airport and I literally had to put the book down and like breathe and so that I didn't scream because I was sitting in a crowd of hundreds of people (laughs) um at this airport and I didn't want to be that crazy person but it was it was so heart-wrenching even though I knew that's what was going to happen because that's the way it works it- and
0: when she finds out too the fact that it's on the radio after they're trying to save Devante yeah and Lyric and Kenya and it's just like it's on the radio and you're like fuck man that oh god and no one's there and they're in the middle of the riots and trying to get home and just uh it's well-crafted, well-crafted.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful.
0: Yeah. So, um, real quick, my reviews, rereading it. Um, I actually listened to the audiobook
1: this time. Did so, you listen to the audio before? No,
0: I didn't. Mm-hmm. I read the book before. So, the audio was really great. Um, And I'm thinking about doing that in the future, too, of like, hmm, maybe if I'm having to reread something, do it in the format I didn't do it previously.
1: Especially if it's more current. Like, yes. you read the last year. I so. did.
0: I literally, Yeah, I literally read it last year. Um, and it was good for me to go back because I did see the movie. And it was good for me to go back and read it. And it was funny because there was a moment in the movie that my sister and I were like, "That didn't happen in the book." And not like it was like a thing we didn't like. We thought it was an addition that they didn't enjoy. And it then I went back and I read the book, and I was like, "Oh, wait a second, she it's different." And I had to go back to Caden and be it's a, there's a moment in the movie when um, Star, uh, she kind of she takes Haley's hairbrush and like threatens her with it. Mm -hmm. And Haley gets all freaked out um, and like kind of crumbles. And, and Caden and I were like, that's, that was really lame. And, but in the book star hits her. Yeah. But it's more provoked. And in the movie, she's not as provoked. Okay. And so it kind of comes out of nowhere. And Caden and I were like, this is really weird. But then when I read the book, I was like, oh yeah, this is what happens. That's probably where it came from. And, and, and it made me enjoy how much care, The movie took um and and yet the book I still loved revisiting the story and the things that I loved about it the first time I just fell in love with all over again mainly her family yeah family's a huge thing in my life and I feel like it's not represented well in YA it's often the parents are absent or there's only one parent or there's no siblings they're an only child and because it makes it easier for the plot which is fine it builds in trauma exactly and that's okay. You know, it's part of the hero's journey. It's a, it's a whole thing. But I like it when whole families are represented like that. And the fact that her family is flawed and beautiful and supportive and the fact that they just lean on each other even through the crazy stuff and Her parents' marriage. I love how she calls them their her OTP. Yeah,
1: that was so cute. I had
0: died whenever she said that. I was like, yes, that's so, that's perfect. And then, you know, and God, I love her boyfriend. I think he does a good job. And I love the conversations, like in the car. I felt it was very illuminating about, you know, oh, have you earned your black card? And then they ask about food, and then he asks about names, and then you know, and it was really interesting. And, um. And I loved the, and the other thing that I really appreciated about this book that's kind of underrated in my opinion was the fact that she didn't stay friends with Haley.
1: Yeah.
0: Because that's something I predicted that. that. Yeah. And you did predict that. It was great. And it, but that's the thing is that again, not a lot of YA books do they talk about the destruction of friendships and toxic relationships and how you don't have to stay in those. And that toxic relationships don't necessarily mean like physical abuse in a romantic relationship. That's what you usually think of when you think of toxic relationships. And instead, this was a toxic friendship. And her mom pointed it out, but she had to learn it on her own.
1: That whole conversation with her mom was so great. Oh, my especially gosh. Especially because she was saying, like, it's not black and white. No. You have to determine your own heart. Because, you know, it, that conversation built off of Star basically saying, like, why would you stay with dad whenever he did this thing, this terrible thing? Um, And she was like, well, I loved him more than that mistake was but then she was also like if you did it again i'd be out the door so fast <laughs> like, i love that her mom was a really honest with her about that because
0: i i also feel like that parents in YA books don't talk to their kids enough yeah. and,
1: and or they talk to them when it's too late or right something.
0: exactly and 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 b i i loved that I, i'm just trying to figure out how to say it but i loved that she didn't make the decision for star she right. guided her and wasn't like a you have to do this or you can't do that it it, it was a it was true advice to for start to figure it out and then the mom was going to support her no matter what she was like well you've been friends with Haley for this long and I think she's a dipshit so you know and then Maya and how Maya just was like baller and yeah. actually like stood up for a thing that was one disappointing thing in the movie Maya just kind of got like shoved in the background and that oh, really? sucked yeah Maya never has that moment of like fuck you which is upsetting but that's okay um so yeah those are like my main reasons again the book's important it's great well written beautiful awesome but I just remember that those were the things that really stuck out to me and then they stuck out to me even more and it was like yeah this is still relevant and poignant and damn it it should be read in schools Mm -hmm. so that's and I'm really glad that this project allowed you to read it sooner because again I know that this is one not one you would pick up naturally on your own, and I. But I know you knew the importance of it, and so I'm glad that this forced you to do it because it's it was worthwhile. It seems like.
1: Yeah, no, and it definitely was, and it was one of those things where I'm always, you know, you're always like, I'm waiting for the right mood to read that book, um, and that's a hard mood to be in. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like,
0: is there a right mood to read that book? Maybe or- if
1: I was like super fired up about something, I don't know. Fair. But, um, but yeah, I I was I'm happy that this. Podcast allows us to kind of push each other in that way just because this book is relevant at any point in time but um right now it's all the more relevant with us it's election season it's all these things are happening um that we need to really like the society in america needs to stop ignoring things <laughs> yeah they need to pay attention um so yeah so i yeah i was excited to read it i'm happy to read it i'm happy that i loved it i know i'm happy that you loved it too i i knew you weren't gonna hate it does that make sense like i knew
0: you weren't gonna dislike it but i didn't know if you were gonna love it as much as i did and i'm really glad that you did
1: yeah i don't think i had any i don't think i have any reservations about the story or like the writing or anything which is great no it's awesome that's why it's five stars
0: so, that being said, let's go into your predictions. Woo-hoo, predictions. I did so good. You did do so good. Okay. So, um, we have our main list of questions that we normally have, and it usually is based off of the hero's journey. Um, and if you listen to the previous episode, again, Allison did really well. So, I turned some of these questions kind of around a little bit um, for this particular one. Well, we're still going to kind of go through them the best we can. And, uh, see how allison did which like i said is really fucking good Mm -hmm. and then we'll talk about each of those things as we go so one of our first questions that we have is does the MC fall in love but i changed it to like does she stay with chris and keep him and allison said
1: that they're they in their relationship but i in the same way that i think um her friend is gonna come through for her at the end i think that he'll probably come through for her at the end too
0: and you were right. Yeah. You did real well with that one cuz you were like, I don't know if he's going to be a dick or if he's going to and then you were just like, he's just going to stay with her and he's going <laughs> to learn and it'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure he said and I think I made a con- more concrete statement at the end of the episode. Yeah, you you finalized it at the end of the episode there. Yeah, that he was going to be an ally. And I did um Well, I guess we'll get to that question in a second, but I also like the mel- like meshing of her two worlds in like a party situation, like literally happened. Literally happened. I was so excited about that. Um, and I was reading that whole party. I was like, yes, it happened a lot later in the story than I expected it. It to. did,
0: and I think that, like I said, and we'll and we'll go through that. But you, you, your whole thing was you got all the elements, you just got them out of order. Yeah, which is fine. But you like knew these things had to happen in order to finish this story.
1: Well, I think I expected Star to embrace her power as the witness a lot sooner than she did yeah to, to kind of get over the fear quicker um and so that ended up pushing all my predictions back like fit like 30 percent of the book
0: yeah which is okay um but yeah so she so tell me a little bit more about Chris and like what she thought about him and and her and her relationship too because she learns to open up and lean on him yeah. as a partner you right. know whether he's white or not doesn't really matter in terms of she, She really takes him, takes him for a ride and is like, this is how I'm feeling. And he doesn't back down, which is really cool. In my opinion,
1: I feel like he felt, again, this is like the word of the day, but if he felt super genuine to me, like he was unashamed to be with her and into her. And I think that she felt he should be, or not that he should be that, but that he would be, have, have some kind of shame or some kind of um desire to hide her and who she really was and he it took a long time for him to convince her that that's not true that he didn't need star v v2 he needed star um because she says in the book too she's like they're laying on his bed and she says like you shouldn't be with me you should be with a rich white girl hayley yeah he's yeah you should be with hayley and he said and then she like listed these three factors and i forget what it was basically like rich white beautiful and he said something and the last thing he said was star like it's her not anything about her and that was that was really awesome like he he did a really she did a really great job of making him impossible to hate like there was nothing there was nothing that needed to be redeemed about him i mean he was kind of a dick in a couple of instances but it was never about star's race or where she's from or anything like that it was always about like a teenage boy feeling slighted by his girlfriend like typical shit yeah um and so that was really awesome
0: but in the same vein I love that scene where she's so sad she goes over to his house before all the shit hits the fan oh yeah and she starts trying to have sex with him and he goes you are not in a good place for this and the fact that his arc of like going from being the guy who pulls out a condom to being like stop no hold on you're not where this is at and then she cries in his arms and they fall asleep I was like thank god for positive relationships and that like oh guys can say no too Mm -hmm. like that's another thing in YA I maybe can think of maybe one other book or so that it's like oh no like there are some boys out there that are you know not not ready and they're allowed to not be ready they don't have to have the stereotype that they like want to have sex all the time and if they don't it's okay they're not
1: here. They're not here to, to just take advantage of any possibility. Exactly. So, uh, that yeah, that was a really great scene because I was like, she started doing that and I was like, oh my God, please, 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 please don't do this. Like, please don't allow this to continue. And whenever he stopped her, I was like, yes, 10 points for Chris. <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> 10 points to Gryffindor. Because
0: yeah. he's a Gryffindor. Let's be real. Um.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She might be too. I think that she's probably a Hufflepuff. What? she's like super concerned about i guess yeah that's true people like how they perceive her yeah that's fair i don't think gryffindors are
0: no we're just prideful little bitches okay um <laughs> <laughs> it's fine um i'm a gryffindor and allison's a Hufflepuff. in case anybody cares um okay so then then in our questioning i moved on to i moved on to um talking about what you think is going to happen with a star in her hometown and talked about, like, how does that look and develop.
1: Um, I forget the actual question that I said. I think you... Yeah, I think you basically asked me, like, what's your prediction? What's her journey with this? Yeah, with this part of her town. Yeah. And Allison said... I think the consequences are going to be... She thinks she's going to be directly um like assaulted in some way but it's gonna end up being like her someone in her family is targeted instead of her as like a proxy um yeah and and she's gonna have to deal with that and determine if she's gonna how she's gonna make them stop or whatever and who's gonna be an ally in this and I think yeah so I was pretty much right on that too yeah you even said her dad's
0: store would get yeah, torched I did and you even said oh so and so so and so someone other than her is gonna take the fall
1: for it yeah from the drug dealers yeah and so yeah you oh god
0: when you said it got torched I was like oh my god <laughs> and then while Devonte doesn't exactly take the fall for her he gets beat up of his own accord but I still think it's I, st- I, in my head, was actually thinking it's when Aisha takes the fall for them, which is a really interesting moment after Seven goes off on her. Ooh.
1: Yeah, that was hard. Sorry, that one's so hard for me. Yeah, and then the um the whole plot line with Kenya, like... Yeah, that was the other plot line. It was slightly different than what I predicted. Yeah, that one you were off a little bit, too. Because um, I, I said, basically, that she was going to be supporting her father rather than star and then she was going to come around but more of what it was was that she felt like star wasn't being genuine and wasn't speaking up when she should and then she came around when star did start speaking up
0: yeah so that i think is the big thing is that like you're you just you were right in where star was headed with her journey it just took her a lot longer to get there and it was more of like that final decision and that final thought to speak up and throw a smoke bomb back at the police was that moment rather than that happening sooner it just happened later and then it all got squashed into one with the drug deal with the drug lords and oh my gosh that and when they're stuck in the thing and then everybody speaks up but it's like "Ah!" and believe it or not the ending of the movie is different and it's more of a shock it's really yeah i'm not gonna tell you because it's nuts how because what, the book follows that through line of like snitches get stitches, yeah, right? And that whole like using your voice and speaking out thing. That's what the the book really follows. The movie follows that same line, but uses the the thug life mm. motto more about uh, the hate you give young infants, little infants, fucks little everyone. infants fucks everyone. They use that a lot rather than snitches get stitches. So the ending has more to do with that than anything else holy fuck sorry you don't even know
1: (sighs) (laughs) well it's out now so everyone can go see it yeah everyone can go see it (sighs) (laughs) but yeah so um yeah the the community there being a proxy for her happened i said that um i also said something about the community rallying behind her and her becoming like community minded more um which absolutely happened that was
0: that was the center of the whole damn thing
1: yeah, and I do, I love that, um, I love the subplot of, like, Maverick refusing to move out of the gardens, and, like, all this stuff, and then how he finally accepts that that's what's best for his family, but he's still, like, gonna go back and rebuild his store, and then, like, the, is it Mr. Rubens who gives him the land? Yeah. And they're like, well, make a bigger story, and we'll, like, do this community. And the barber, more. yeah, and
0: everything. Uh.
1: Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was really great. I think, um... What else did I say? I wasn't ever sure why the drug lords, when I was predicting, I wasn't sure why the drug lords were going to become a factor.
0: Yeah, you, there wasn't something, you didn't have a concrete answer for that, which is fine, but you knew they were going to be in there somehow. So yeah. I'll still give you points for that Um, in terms of, like, you knew they had to have a part in this yeah. whole thing. And and they did, they have a really strong part. I think they're, they're such a great representation of fear on both sides of the coin yeah you know the fact that that she's got the drug lords in her community and then the police on the other side and it's just like what the fuck and then when her dad gets like the the cops outside the store and the cop knows she's the i think i
1: stopped breathing during that scene whenever they make him get on the ground and i i was like oh my gosh this is i
0: I," and the kids are in the car
1: yeah Sakani's there and seven's there uh, yeah, I, I was <laughs> so terrified that Maverick was going to get killed or injured and that there was going to be this additional trauma. And I was like, please don't make this be the linchpin. You know, like I didn't want that to be I didn't want her family being destroyed as well as her friends become part of the, the reason she has. She ends up speaking out. Um, and I I do appreciate I know I predicted everything happening earlier in the book than it did. I do appreciate that it didn't like, I think it was better that it took her so long to get there. And she took so many baby steps to get to the point where she was brave enough to speak out
0: in a, in a
1: public way. Like she spoke out anonymously. Mm -hmm. She did the grand jury. She did the interview without her face showing. Um, She did all these things trying to protect herself. Um, But then in the end, she ended up saying, you know, this was me. I'm here like standing up for this person who can't. And I do think that it was a much more natural progression to that in the story than what I predicted. So, yeah, who I'm, knows?
0: But that's why Angie wrote it. Yeah. Um, she wrote it that way because it was very powerful. Um, I also love the part at the end where the lawyer's like, Fire me. <laughs> Fire me. <laughs> Fire me what? right now. Fire me right now. Um, and the mom is like, I am not happy with Ms. Ofra. <laughs> um, it was great. And um, so, yeah, so again, you did really well with that factor. Um, I want to talk to you about, you predicted again that Kenya had a little bit more of a role, but then um, switching over to her friends with Maya and Haley. Yeah. Um, and I asked you specifically if there was anyone in her life that was going to have a problem because you
1: didn't think it was going to be Chris. And Allison said. So I feel like she's distancing Haley, Haley's Haley. Yeah. Is distancing yeah. herself from Star because Star is becoming more, like, vocally woke about what's happening in her community and what's happening to black people in general in this country. And Haley's uncomfortable with that. She's got, like, that white discomfort going on. Fair. So I think they're going to be... I think they're going to become, like, estranged. And, and you you right. were right. I was so right. Because I... I don't think that one was a
0: hard one necessarily predict, but I think you did well in that Haley wasn't going to come around. Yeah. I you think- know, cause it, it could have easily gone it was where as like, Oh, we're going to be friends again and it's going to be fine. And it was like, no, actually this has kind of gone too far. Right.
1: Or yeah, it could have been, it could have easily been star being like, well, I'll like take the time and the energy to try to change her and whatever. And Star's was just like, no, fuck it. Like I, she's not worth it. I don't have enough love in my heart for her right now um i do and i was really happy that maya like became the best friend and became this ally because i did predict that too i think um yeah you did yeah because i think she was it was clear from the beginning that to me at least that Haley had a problem and she wasn't talking about it and it wasn't gonna be a good problem it wasn't gonna have a like redemption arc
0: Well, but, again, what I also love, though, is that Angie didn't make her, like, the villain. No. You know what I mean? She wasn't even a true antagonist, in my opinion, because, you know, she and Star did have a genuine friendship. Haley's mom died, and Star's friend died, and they bonded over that, and it was something that carried them through. And, you know, at the very beginning of the book, Angie does a good job of showing, like, how Haley has Star's back when Chris is being a dick. And, you know, these certain things that start out as, oh, yeah, this was a good friendship, but what what Angie did a really good job with is showing how over time those can fade, and that that's okay. That just because you've been friends since you were five doesn't mean you have to be friends when you're fifteen. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, you 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 totally were like, nope, Star's gonna that's gonna end. That's gonna end <laughs> <Haley's> poorly. <done. laughs> yeah, and it does because they end up punching each
1: other, and it goes viral, and they get suspended. Yeah, I think to um, it's an interesting kind of concept because Haley is totally fine with star as long as star is not embracing her like blackness you know she's not talking about she's not hood yeah she's not being talking about police brutality she's not talking about white privilege she's not talking about these things as long as she's being true star version 2.0 Haley's fine with her but as soon as soon as star integrates any part of her life Haley is so Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with the fact that she is, like, being any kind of activist that she can't handle it. And and the, the things that Maya said, too, about how Haley treated her, I thought was really important because it brought in the fact that Haley isn't just being, like, racist against Star, or she's not just uncomfortable with the idea of like blackness, but she's, un- she's just kind of racist in general. Like she just has this white privilege blinder on. She doesn't believe that anything she does can be wrong. And because she has friends that are people of color, she can't be racist. Absolutely.
0: Um, I want to ask you real quick about the protest. Oh yeah. Because w- that didn't come up predictably no um it's fine that you 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 weren't gonna pull that out um but i I just want to ask your opinion on it because i think it was very revealing that moment in the story yeah about Haley specifically and their relationship i think it was one of the biggest cracks in it
1: yeah i think that that protest it again it was something that felt really genuine because i'm like that shit happens like unfortunately yeah um, people use things to their advantage and it's again, a, a symptom of white privilege that you can do that and not feel the need to actually participate, but just make a token statement and use that token statement as a evidence for your, you know, whatever. So, um, the protest itself, I was really glad that was included because I think it's a really poignant Um, factor to the story but I also think the breaking point with Haley was that Star said this is bullshit and I like I'm not going to participate and Haley didn't say oh if you feel this way then you're probably that's probably like what should be happening because this is something for your community so if you're not feeling that this is appropriate and right then you're I should trust your instincts on this because you're the person being affected, like Chris did. Right? Yeah, like Chris did, and like several people did. In oh the school. yeah, there. Remember, there was
0: that one friend that they came in at lunch. One of the girls on the basketball team, and she hugged Star and was like, "White people be stupid." Yeah. And it was just like, and and then Star was like, "And so and so is white," and it was just like, "Yes,
1: that that is that is how that should have gone." Yeah. That's yeah. Well, no, yeah. I and just she think was, about that moment a lot. And she was like, "I don't use." She was just – I think she was just sitting at lunch. I don't use, like, dead people's – I don't use dead kids as, like, an excuse excuse to get get out 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 of school. Right. So, yeah, that was – I think it was really interesting that that was included because I think if it wasn't, that a lot of people who – and, like, for me, I think personally, a lot of white people reading this book would never have thought about it. They never would have thought about that protest as disingenuous. Um, Yeah. And I do – I think – that she made a point that it was was super powerful
0: yeah um then the last kind of question because again i remember i broke it down kind of into a a trio of and so we talked about star and her family and in her neighborhood and then star and her friends and her school and then i asked you about how star is gonna come and you know how that's gonna end for her um and allison said
1: starts integrating the versions of herself because she's sick of like she sees the hypocrisy and hiding her Garden Heights self when she's there yeah. because of this event. Um so she either like, you know starts talking like she does in Garden Heights or she uh I I feel like she was talking in the first few chapters about how she changes I don't remember if she changes the way she looks at all. She like wears like baggy clothes at home. Yeah, but she's in, and then she has but, to wear her uniform. But, she's in a but uniform. she always wears her sneakers. But she, yeah, but she always wears sneakers. Yeah, so, um, because she says something about like being black in that school makes you automatically cool as long as you're not being acting ghetto in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um. So I think that she'll probably like integrate herself a little bit more and become more of a holistic person, so she can you know, fight these stereotypes and feel like she's contributing to the, um, the good of the situation. And-, and you were
0: fucking spot on, girl.
1: Yeah, what did I say?
0: You were, no, you I were talking her. about, no, you t- specifically you were talking about the party. And you said oh, in yeah. some party situation, yeah. her life is going to converge and she's gonna see that the two can coexist. Right.
1: And yeah, I, yeah, I they, claim- that
0: literally was at seven's graduation party.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I predicted that Star's journey into a whole person with both halves of her becoming integrated was going to be a huge part of the story. And it was um, because I think she had to get to that point before she could speak with any kind of conviction um, for Khalil. So, yeah, so I was I'm really happy that that ended up being true because I think it the would have been missing a lot of heart without it
0: yeah i completely agree i think and i think it's relatable to anyone of any race feeling divided within yourself yeah i think that's an emotion that humanity can relate to whatever you're divided between i think this was all the more powerful and it was a voice that needed to be heard and why it has gotten all this recognition um because i remember like i said and i said this in the first episode too was You know, I didn't want this to just be a book that was getting all this hype because of what it was about. I like it when books are actually still good books. Yeah. And this was a good book. It's a good book. And how Star comes together at the end there. But I love how it's not just her. I'm not going to lie. Like One of the things is I know that her coming together to be a whole version of herself is an integral part of the story. But I love that it wasn't just her finding her voice. It was her neighborhood finding her voice. And being able to stand up for themselves at the end there and say, this is not okay. We don't want to live this way anymore. We saw him burn this down. Lock that fucker up.
1: Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, like, Maverick's journey is really interesting, too. Oh, my
0: God. Her father is so... I I wish he were real so I could have a conversation with him. <laughs> like, it's just... He sounds so interesting to me. Ugh.
1: Well, and I think his... Yeah, the whole journey he has goes on from, you know, we're staying in Garden Heights, whatever. This is our community. We have to be here to help it. And, you know, saying that, like, black people are betraying their race by what, dating, you know, when they are in relationships with white people. And then that dichotomy with Star and Chris and how he he adjusts his thinking to protect his family and be the man that they need him to be. that's was super amazing. That line
0: when he says i didn't know that i led you to distrust black men or yeah you know, or i didn't show you how to uh, what a good black man looks like and she goes no dad of course you didn't you showed me what a good man acts like and she goes duh and it's great <laughs> and i i just because it's true she has such admiration for her parents not just as their relationship together but also as individuals and how hard her mom works and the fact that her mom gets that promotion at the end is super cool. And the fact that her dad was able to pull himself out of a really tough situation, but still stay loyal to his to his neighborhood and to his people and his beliefs. Oh gosh. When he talks about their names, I just I always want to choke up. Yeah. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Well and another pivoting a little bit um I did predict I think if I'm remembering right that um Uncle Carlos was going to be po- a positive force. Um, yeah, you did. And I was really glad that that came through and that he wasn't cuz at the and he says, you know, at the very beginning he says something about Khalil being a drug drug dealer and all these things and then he comes back to that and says that was fucked up. And yep. that, that's not it doesn't matter. Again, we're talking about like complete
0: journeys of all of these characters. Like, yeah. like we've just gone through and like, she, I, God, I wish I could see like her spreadsheet if she has like <laughs> little mapped out arcs of how all these characters are going to develop and come around and change or not change and evolve and not evolve. And I just did so well crafted. It's a good story. And from every angle, because even when you think about, I, I thought you were going to bring up Uncle Carlos and Maverick and that relationship oh, yeah. and that tension over their manliness and who's the father of Star and and how, you know, where he was at and what they do and their different fathering styles and whether Carlos has, like, betrayed his people. Like, the whole thing is so good. So I have a really sad thing to say. Devante's not in the movie.
1: No, wait, he's such a good character. He's
0: not in the movie at all. His whole storyline's gone.
1: Oh, no, that makes me so sad because the dichotomy between him and Khalil is super important in my brain to the story
0: that's why i was telling you It's because i was like because i was watching it and i would go where's Devonte where's Devonte and they do the whole thing he's not there
1: and the fact that his brother died the same night and like all these th- oh
0: so don't hate it but i'm warning you going in okay, that, that makes me you're sad. not gonna get I Devante. Want,
1: yeah okay yeah i mean they it's a movie they have to cut things but i know that makes, that makes me sad i feel like that's really important
0: yeah they make other things important like i said it's it's one of those, I think, again, this book has so many threads yeah. and has so it many does. messages. Complex it's a complex, plot. beautiful story. They take a different one yeah. than what the book follows. Like,
1: Which I'm actually fine with that because I prefer movies that are interpretations rather than... Well,
0: and it makes it more visual. I'm not going to lie. Like there's something that the ending I'm thinking of in particular is much more visual than just a bunch of neighborhood people being like, oh, I saw him do it. I saw him do it. I saw yeah. him do it. It's a much more visceral like I said, visual action, because you can't, I don't think they could have accomplished the ending of the movie in the book. I don't think they could have. But it says, it says the same message. You'll, you'll get it. You'll see it. It'll be fine. <laughs> Someday. Eventually, when we have
1: money and time. Um, I read The Acknowledgements in this book. <laughs> did you read The Acknowledgements?
0: Of course I did. I always fucking do.
1: Um, and probably the- Except audiobooks. Don't do The Acknowledgements. Yeah, I don't do them. It pisses me off. I hate it.
0: I hate it. 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 But they also don't read the copyright pages, so it's fine.
1: (laughs) So I was reading the acknowledgements and they're long, but there's... It's her
0: first book. They're they're, long. Yeah,
1: I know. The closest I probably came to crying during this whole book was during the acknowledgements though. Aww. Because she has a line in her acknowledgements about her father. And I don't know if you remember it, but it said basically... um, I could look it up. But it said, uh, I love you. I forgive you. And I hope that you're proud of me. And I was like, I'm going to cry now. thinking about it. But I was like, I obviously don't know the story behind this and we're not meant to, cause it's not our story to know. But in context of her writing this book and like all the things that happened in this book, it, it made me. And especially the, the talk that star has with her mom about forgiveness and all these things. And like, you know, including people in your life and all these things. I, I was like, Okay, now I'm gonna die and go. am <laughs> gonna go cry because of this like one moment of, um. Her real life and her real relationships that she's showing. I think she's. I'm sure showing us some part of it in the book, um. And I don't know with who, but that I I was super appreciative of that she included that because I think it it was powerful.
0: I think forgiveness is a huge um theme theme in this book of when to forgive, when not to forgive, and also when to forgive. And that that is a viable option, but just because you forgive somebody, they don't have to stay in your life. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that the fact that they don't, you don't just because you forgive them doesn't mean you have to see them every day. And just because well, you forgive them doesn't necessarily mean you can't still be bruised a little bit. It's well, like and
1: yeah, because you just forgiveness because you does forgive not them mean them, forgetting.
0: Honestly, right. like I hate that those things are tied together.
1: Yeah, well, because a lot of times you need to remember to protect yourself in the future. Exactly, because if it's a if it's a pattern, then you don't need to put yourself in a situation where you need to be giving forgiveness again. You know, exactly. So yeah, so that was um, like, I had a lot of takeaways from this book because there's a lot to take away, but that one line in her acknowledgments was like super impactful to me because it it's hard to, and I mean it, that could relate to anything for anyone. Like everyone has that person in their life that they need to forgive and be you know be like forgiving with um and it's hard to do and so her acknowledging that kind of made me emotional
0: no i think it's great i think it's awesome that you picked up on that and i fucking love that you read the acknowledgments now because of me yes i
1: only read the acknowledgments on books we do for this podcast i
0: don't even fucking care (laughs) i don't i don't fucking care I don't, because d- you're doing it, and that they're it. there for a goddamn motherfucking reason. All righty. <laughs> okay. Um, before we both start crying here, whew.
1: yeah. Sorry. Any other not, thoughts? Was, like, is there any? I, I don't know. Not a funny episode. Um, no,
0: it wasn't gonna be a funny episode, so to speak. I I don't know how to make. God, I need to stop picking sad books. I don't okay, even dude, know what I'm. What am, am I gonna pick for December? Ah, oh, Lordy. We well, lord. have a month
1: to think about it. Um, I. Yeah, anyway, I, I love this book, and I'm really happy that
0: you loved this book too. I did. I loved it. So if you haven't read The Hate You Give, I don't know why you've listened to this entire podcast and you haven't read The Hate You Give, you've but that's fine. It, but that's okay. We just completely ruined it for you. Um, but if you haven't read it, please go read it, or go reread it before you go see the movie. At the very least, I can have the plea of go see the movie. I'd love to have a conversation with you about the movie versus the book because I don't, I don't think that either one i think they're the same i don't dislike the movie but i hate using double negatives anyway my point was is that the movie's really good it's not the exact same as the book and you're gonna see that but it's not like gone it's not like gone girl where like they fucked up the ending and it fucks up the whole movie (laughs) it's it's a different interpretation where it's like really good and how it still has the same impact yeah it still has the same impact and oh my gosh amandala how she carries that movie holy shit like so good so go see the movie read the book support your local independent bookstore And uh, get it from them. There's like like a collector's edition that has a gold background now. It's really pretty. Um, So do that. Read the book. And subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, do that. Subscribe to our podcast and hang out with us more while we read more books. Speaking of more books. Oh, my fucking
0: God. I don't... Guys, I got nothing. Stop being nervous. You're fine. Ah, you well because you just started this whole podcast with being like, "Oh yeah, I do this to try and like knock you off your pedestal." So it feels like a challenge. I feel like I have to be like ready to charge into this. And so out, Al- so this is really funny. So I have to just preface this story real quick. So um, Allison was on vacation recently, and so she came home and she had a package on her doorstep and it had Kingdom of Ash in it. Yeah, which is almost a thousand fucking pages, yeah. guys. I don't Sarah, even know how we're gonna finish. You
1: doing? <sighs>
0: I and mean, like, I'm going to read it, but... I feel like... I almost feel like that you need to pick Dower of Dawn for January to, like, force me to read it, because I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so she had Kingdom of Ash in there, and then she had the other book in there, whatever this is that she's going to pick. Yeah. And uh, and so she's, like, pulling out Kingdom of Ash, but, like, shutting the box <laughs> simultaneously to try and not get me to see what the book was. And I, it's sitting over there in a corner over her shoulder. It's watching you. Just watching me. The and it's, box. like, it's just this box that's... And it's also an Amazon box, so I hate it more. But again, sorry, guys. I'm an independent bookstore seller person. So, okay. Um, tell Kay. me a little bit about this book. So, Can I predict it? Can we guess? You want to give me hints? I can give you hints. You can try. Oh, um, it's adult. Okay.
1: So this is our first Have I heard of it? true adult. Yes, because okay. I've told you to read it before. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, it is genre fiction. Okay. Okay, wait. So we...
0: We included Poison Study as, like, new adult, right? We didn't quite say it was adult. This is, like, true adult? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you going to make me read the next... No, you own those. Hold on.
1: (laughs) She's looking at my shelves to see if it's on there. Because I don't own it. That's why I had to buy it. Mostly so I can take pretty pictures for you.
0: Oh, my God. Are you going to make me read the other Deborah Harkness book? No. Oh, okay.
1: Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, It's Mystery. What? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: What mystery is it is a fantasy mystery? It's
1: historical mystery.
0: What the fuck? <laughs> what yeah, nothing? No, hold on. And I'll interlay the Jeopardy theme over here. <laughs> what mysteries do you read? That is it fantasy? Is there fantasy no. there's no, no fantasy? fantasy?
1: It's Fla- historical mystery, no fantasy. My head's going to It's like, not even I- a romance novel. What?
0: I can't even go to Gail Car. Like, I could just go to Gail Carrigan. What is it?
1: It is A Curious Beginning by Deanna Rayburn. I don't know this book. Yes, you do. I <laughs>
0: don't know. I have, I have no reaction. To go get it. <laughs> Guys,
1: I have no is reaction. A different cover? I don't remember any of this. Okay. Well, your memory is terrible. Oh, thanks. I've been asking you to read this book for like two years, but. I don't know this it's it's very pretty it's a curious beginning by deanna rayburn it's a uh historical mystery about where the main character is a butterfly scientist lady and she's like
0: you told me about this in my office when we worked together yeah okay
1: i think i've like you've checked it out before it has a different cover the hardback is a different cover
0: so london 1887 orphaned veronica speedwell is free to resume her world travels in pursuit of scientific inquiry in the occasional romantic dalliance how many pages is this it's not that long
1: no 356 i can do that i'm so intrigued now yes i'm, I'm excited, excited. excited. this will be fun so the reason i picked this one um just as a precursor
0: yeah i was gonna say don't go in full detail I that's won't. a thing on the next podcast
1: but it's because you again claim that you can predict a lot of things and no. especially mysteries no. you always claim that you can predict mysteries no so that's why i picked this one for the next one because i think it'll be super fun i you might be able to predict it it might be predictable okay i do think there's a couple things that you will not predict um, Okay. but i am excited to read it it's really fun
0: it looks fun it looks like a ton of fun i love the cover and it's
1: not it's not a romance because it's like the slowest burn romance that's ever existed i there are three books out right now the fourth one is about to come out and like still nothing is going on so what so spoilers so that hint will help yeah (laughs) um there okay. is a love interest of course well yeah i mean
0: it's she in the first line it was like romantic dalliances yeah. whatever the, same, the fuck you listening
1: and you're you know are a mystery reader historical mystery reader it's the same author who did um lady julia gray she has like a big series about her it's like a six book series and i sw- you're just memory is failing you
0: right I, I, I did i can't i got nothing i li- literally she said the name and i was just like nope i got i have no i was there was no reaction because i i just had no idea what this was but it looks it looks great it's very pretty yeah. it sounds cool it's 350 pages down
1: yeah let's see the first five pages i just finished a 300 i literally flipped to the first page of chapter six amazing oh cool um, so 50 i only get 50 pages so out maybe, we'll, maybe we won't do just maybe we'll do more i'll i'll review it and see so, no, we said five chapters. I know, but we've been thinking about changing it.
0: Yeah, we can figure it out. Um, regardless, so we're going to be reading A Curious Beginning by Deanna Brayborn for the month of November. Yes. Yay. And then I have to figure out something for December. Um, but I'm excited for this one. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. It's going to be much more lighthearted than the past few. We'll
0: actually get to be funny now. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. All right. Um, that being said, read A Curious Beginning with us next month. Check it out from your local library or from your local independent bookstore. Um. And we're so excited that you guys got to join us for this episode. And yeah. um, Go vote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Voting is a thing. This will come out before voting. The election day. Do that. Allison voted. (laughs) I I came over. This was great. I came over and she and her husband, Nate, have like all these papers scattered about. And I thought they were doing like taxes or bills at first. And I was like, because I have a key. So I just walk in and I was like, hey, what's up? And they're like doing all this intense stuff. And I was like, what's going on? They're like, we're voting. And I was like, oh, well, at least you're doing research. So, and if you need help on how to research and vote in your state, Hank Green um, and a lot of YouTubers did a really awesome video series on how to vote in every single state. And so they're awesome. like short little videos and explain voting, like I said, in every single state. Um, And Hank Green, actually, when I met him was praising us for our advanced voting laws here in Colorado. So that was nice. Um, But yeah, so if you need help with that check out that youtube video and that should help you move forward with that process yeah go vote
1: so, because uh your life depends on it a little bit so we love you all we're gonna leave now i guess we're out of here um i love people Kaylee really doesn't like I, I don't like
0: people <laughs> all right um i'm excited a curious beginning yay all right keep making novel predictions bye I still hate that intro bye extra Actro. act outro, outro? fuck me